unique ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. We've got an awesome guest today who thinks in design and builds in code. She's a Vancouver-based front-end engineer and for seven years has worked in tech at enterprises, startups, agencies, and consultancies. Her background in UX makes her uh, an engineer that can bridge the gap between design, engineering, and product to build things pragmatically. Please join me in welcoming Tori Zhao. Welcome, Tori. Thank you, Thomas. Hi, everyone. This is Tori here. Ready for your 20 questions? Yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. Number one, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Um, so this is actually the most difficult question to answer on the list because um, I'm still trying to define myself. Uh, as Thomas mentioned, uh, I'm a I started working tech as a designer, so I do UX, UI stuff, and also UX research. But then I uh, start to transition to software engineering just about um, two years ago, and I was mostly doing front end. And during the process, because I worked at different types of companies like consulting firm and uh, startups and enterprise companies, and basically my responsibility was all over the place. So sometimes I'm acting as a PM, sometimes I'm a designer, sometimes I'm a developer, and I like sometimes I even do all of them together. Um, so I'm still trying to define myself because I can do so many things. And um, I'm trying to find a direction where I can really focus my energy on and uh, really trying to create the next, I don't know, awesome product or company or whatever it is. Awesome. Um, just to know for our audience, Tori and I met, I think maybe seven or eight years ago, we were working on a freelance project together here in Vancouver for a, a client in Northern Canada. Right. Um, question two is what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? Um, I think the key piece of knowledge came from my background because I was growing up in China until uh, 18 years old and I came to Canada. I went to college here. And then after that, I went to the States, worked there for two years. And then I was digital nomading for a while until um, the whole COVID lockdown happened. So I, I came back to Canada. So um, you can see where I, I was like traveling everywhere. I was working under uh, different cultures. I was like, I lived in three different countries um, and all these life experience basically fills into my my work and my projects and how I interact with people and I think that makes me stand out the most when I'm talking to most of the, the people around me. Great yeah great. Um, number three why this of all things why do you do what you do? Um, why do I do what I do? That's a very interesting question. Um, I guess um, First of all, I to be very honest, I don't really have an answer. And that's why I'm trying to figure out at this moment in my life. Um, as I mentioned, I have so many experience uh, around like um like in different countries, different companies. Uh, I was like doing all kinds of jobs. Um, but I don't know where I'm going. So yeah, this is a question like to be answered by myself. 
That's super cool. Recently, we had a guest, Gagan Diash, on the show, who um, whose job title is on sabbatical, um, and but it's not a typical academic sabbatical, but it's a personal one where he's trying to find his way, and uh, he has a design background as well. I feel like that's a a, a path that many people are taking these days. Right. Really um, question four: What does your future look like? Um. I think this is a very cool question because I think this is a question for all of us. So it should be like, what does our future look like? Because as we notice, there's so many things happening around the world and there's so many technology breakthrough in the past year. Um, there was crypto, there was Web3. I actually worked in Web3 for a year. And now, like, if you pay attention to the, the, the most updated trend in tech, there's AI just came up, ChatGPT, which is really cool. Um, is basically like the Jarvis you see from the Marvel movies. And um, I think our future, uh, like as a human being, our future will be very interesting. And um, there's a lot of um, like like um, potentials to create many awesome things, but there's also uh, many, I don't know, like dangerous things happening because we don't know where these technologies are going. Um, this is on a very macro level. I think this is what I'm thinking about all day. So to answer your question, um, again, there's a lot of uncertainty. I was I don't know. And as a as a group, as a human being, we don't know. We just need to follow the trend and we need to, you know, work together and see see what happens. I'm reminded of a, a somewhat recent guest um from the academic world, Dr. Marco Bevelo, who uh, who asked me, he said, Can I make my episode about futures? And I said, yeah, sure, of course. Um, and so um, he, he had a very focused kind of uh, conversation around futures. Definitely check out that episode if you're interested in this topic. Um, number five um, is a question that I say is unique to this podcast. The question is, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Um, the notion of place, I don't know, like, like I mentioned, my life experience is very, I would say somewhat unique compared to most people, because probably most of you stay in one place or travel to a few different places, but you usually live in one place for a very long time. My life is like all over the place. So I was living under different cultures. Um, I speak multiple languages. I was working uh, in different companies under different cultures, which add up to the complexity so um, I know like the notion of place to me, it really means that uh, it, it expand my life. So at this point in my life, like I'm in my early thirties and um, you know, the, after the whole COVID thing, it's pretty much wrapped up. I'm still looking to ex expand new life experience. I'm still looking for new places to, to live, to experience. And I think that's really something I ultimately want to do in my life, which is just keep expanding my experiences. Nice. And you were in the Bay Area at one point, right? Yeah, I was there for two years. Nice. And that was pre-pandemic? Yeah, that was pre-pandemic. After that, I was in Beijing. And uh, during the pandemic, I was, I'm was i here in Canada. So after this, I don't know where I'm going. Nice. Um, number six, if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? Um, I would say this is my favorite question from the list because um, this is a question I've been thinking over and over again in the past two or three weeks. 
because uh, the whole time during my 20s, I was pretty much trying to figure out uh, myself. And the biggest advice I would give my former self or anyone out there, especially young people, is that don't like don't think too much about what other pe people think of you um, because like other people's opinion doesn't matter. Like you really need to figure out who you are, where you're going to, what your what your interests are, and what what passion do you have. Like I know this sounds so like everyone talks about passion and all that, but it's really true. Because don't chase anything else than your passion. Don't chase anything else than your true self. And this is really, really important. Because I was I I think I wasted a few years because I wasn't doing the things that's true to myself until I realized that oh. It's a total waste of time. It doesn't matter what's the if it's like a highest paying job or it's like the most um you know exciting opportunity in the industry. It really doesn't matter if it's not fitting what you really want to do in your life. Nice. I like that answer. You know, the the podcast is very much a passion project for me, but um it's uh, and it's fully consuming. I mean, it's uh, something that takes up the majority of my time, but somehow with all the different pieces uh, around the career kind of falling into place, it works. So it's interesting. I like your answer. Um, number seven, what's a day in your life like? Um, this is also another interesting question because um, I recently trying to, um, so what I'm focusing on my life right now is transitioning from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset. Mm. So long story short, um, I was, I've always been working in tech. I was, like I mentioned, at different jobs. Um, but after, like, like later this year, I was uh, starting a project with uh, two of my best friends. And then this is where uh, a day in, in my life totally became something different. So before that, just after everyone working in tech, my life was like, oh, like I wake up around 8 a.m. in the morning, make some coffee and 10 a.m. Like if you work in tech, you always have like a stand up meeting and then you go off like do your work in the afternoon. You maybe have a few meetings with your managers or colleagues and that goes for the day. Um, but when you are uh, transitioning into an entrepreneur life, um, I would say every day is totally different and you have to there's so many stress in life there's so many um, things you have to plan out because you don't have a boss anymore like nobody's gonna give you tasks and whatsoever you have to figure out so my day becomes like um, the good thing is I'm completely flexible right now because I can control my time I can decide what to work on at what time but the thing is there's there there's like an endless to-do list so for example yesterday I was having meetings with my co-founders until like 12 a.m so um so that was pretty uh it's exciting it's interesting but for most people it takes some um time for to for you to you know really like go through the transition so um just to answer your question my life uh, every day in my life is different right now and I I really enjoy that Nice. I, I don't often plug myself, but um, I have some backstory. Before I started the podcast, I was a guest on a few podcasts, I guess six or seven of them. One of them was called Canada's Podcast, and it was about entrepreneurship. Um, in a way, I don't want to push you towards that because it was really early days for me, but uh, that one was a popular one. Definitely uh, check that out if you want more background about the podcast. Um, number eight, lifelong learning is a popular topic. How do you stay up to date? 
um, you know, like among the people I know, like my friends and colleagues, I was always considered as the person who always stayed on top of the trend. And people usually ask me how I do that. The answer is um, I'm one of those people who just live on the internet. I'm like 24 hours on the internet. Like you can see me on Twitter, you see me on on uh, Instagram and everywhere. And I, I just nonstop checking everything into my, like coming to my feed. And I kind of just, uh, I know some people say like, don't addict to social media and, and this and that, but I kind of just develop a system, I would say, to help me to stay up uh, on top of everything, especially the uh, the trending tech. Like for example, the whole ch uh, chat GPT thing recently, which really became the hottest topic. And um, I guess you just have to figure out for yourself. Like I know some people use a, uh, like set up a system for, for themselves, for example, like use RSS feed to subscribe to their favorite blogger. Uh, some people just like uh, focus on, you know, um, trying to filter out contents that really be interested to them. For people like me, I just really just read everything. And once I found something I'm really interested in, I just go deep into that topic and do a lot of research. Um, yeah, I guess um, I, I think everyone's overwhelmed by information these days and you just have to develop a system that really works for yourself. Um, there's a lot of research and uh, tips online on how do you do this. So I suggest everyone just to go do your research, develop your own system, and then you can focus on getting the information that really fits your need. That's a great answer. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm on social media so much, and I would say the majority of our guests that respond in this way say, don't be on your mobile phone all the time, you know, get off your phone, get off the internet. But I would really be cut off if I did that. So yeah, I'm with you. Right. Yeah. Use it, but use it well. Um, number nine, what tools do you use? Are you a digital nomad or are you analog as well? I am definitely a digital nomad. So um, digital nomading is actually um, the the one of the trends that I discovered back in the, I think around 2016 or 2017. And that is actually the biggest reason why I left Bay Area because I figured that I don't want a office job, like nine to five sitting in the office. It doesn't matter how high it pays. I want to go out in the world, traveling around. And um, there was a very famous digital nomad community on the internet. I'm not gonna name it. I guess everyone just knows about it these days. And I joined the community and I left Bay Area. I was traveling uh, around Southeast Asia for about a year until the whole COVID lockdown happens. And that's why I stopped my digital nomad journey. Um, but during that time, I was working for three different, I think three three different startups as a consultant, and uh, I was also like doing trainings for the um, the UX team for different startups. So that was a very interesting experience. Like um, I think digital nomading is definitely it's awesome, and it it really pushes your boundary. It really you know show the world to you. So I encourage everyone to try it out. Like. Don't feel like it's difficult or it's impossible to do. Just like do some research and try to find the opportunity, jump on the ship and just do it. Great answer. Um, we're halfway now. Number 10, how do you deal with work-life balance? Who? Um, my answer is there's no work-life balance. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, I don't know, everyone talked about work-life balance. Of course, you need to like um stay, stay on top of your mental health you need to you know be healthy and all that um 
I don't know. It, it, it's probably different to everyone. Like for those people who have children, they, they probably want some time to, you know, set some time uh, aside from work to spend with their children and all that. For me, it's really like I'm plugging into technology and internet 24 hours and um, I really enjoy it. I, I'm not going to lie. I really enjoy it. And even though I'm not quote unquote working, I'm still browsing Twitter. I'm still you know, trying to talk to people working in tech and trying to, you know, learn about the new stuff. I don't know if it defines as work or life. I think to, to me it's both. Like work is life and life is work. And I don't I don't think this is a problem for me. So I, I'm not, I probably not, like my answers probably doesn't fit most of the people. I, I don't know. I'm probably unique or not. I, I, I'm not sure. Nice. Are you on Mastodon? Sorry, what's that? Are you on Mastodon? Oh, uh, I am. I actually, I am. I have accounts. Um, yeah, cool. I, I, I set up an account like two years ago or something when I started to know about the service. Just a, a note, uh, at the time of this recording, Elon Musk kind of somewhat recently took over Twitter and there's been this shift to find uh, other places to be. Um, let's see here. Number 11, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Um, very interesting question. I've been thinking that for a while. Um, I would say I enjoy what I'm doing right now, but I, I'm always looking to have more possibility in life. Um, I have, you know, I, I graduated from art school. So actually, uh, a few people I know, they, they eventually became artists and do working on their cool object and, and projects and all that. So, um, if I weren't doing what I'm doing now, I actually want to try to become an artist. I don't know. Like, I never really think through that path, but um, I always think, oh, what would it be like if I'm an artist? So, yeah, you never know. Maybe, like, five years from now, I'll, I'll, become, I'll become an artist or something. Nice. Yeah, my dad's an art world photographer. We can chat about that if you want. Um, number 12, what would you not like to do in terms of career? Um, I don't want to do nine-to-five jobs anymore. <laughs> um. I'm, I became a really mission-driven person in the recent two to three years because of what, what's been happening in the world. Uh, before, th before that, I pretty much, um, I didn't know how important it is to me to have a mission-driven mission career path or basically anything I'm doing. So yeah, I, I would love to, to be very honest, like because of what's happening right now, I really want to do something that's to do good to the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know that sounds so cliche again. Like when I was younger, I I was like, oh, this is just some BS like people talk about all day. But now I'm like, I really, really want to do that. So, yeah. 13, what's your favorite word, quote, or sentence? Um, I think that's another hard question because there's so many quotes out there. Um, I'll just pick, I'll pick momentum as the favorite word. Um, because I was chatting with a friend today and we talked about how, um, you know, how to build up a, um, like how to build up a momentum for you to keep going in life. How do you not to stuck in where you're right now? And how do you keep pushing yourself? And we came up with the concept of momentum, just like keep doing what you're doing at the moment. Maybe there's no instant 
like feedback or maybe like nobody is giving you any possible feedback on what you're doing, but that's completely fine. Just keep up with the momentum and just, just do it. How about a least favorite word quarter sentence? Um, least favorite word. Again, there's so many of them. Um, I would, I don't have an answer for this because there are so many of them. Like if you go on tech Twitter, there's so many people, you know, shooting out words these days. That's like mean pretty much means nothing. But uh, people are following like quote unquote the the trend, and try to you know make money out of it or try to you know build up like a a fake hype that doesn't really do good to the world and just like have people chasing them. So these are the people I really don't like, and these are the 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 words I really don't like when I see them on the internet. So I'm not gonna name these. And if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? Um I would choose the word um foggy. I know that might sound weird, but as I mentioned, I'm in a stage of my life where I had some uh accomplishment. And I'm happy where I am, but I'm also trying to figure out like my true self, like what I'm going next and how can I maximize my uh, potential to contribute to the world, contribute to society and, and really just be happy with who I really am. So um, this is where I'm right now, like foggy. And I hope to, you know, have the word change in the future. 16, what keeps you up at night? Um, what keeps me up at night? I would say um, everything happening around the world. It, if there's something happening, I'm always checking out and I'm always thinking about what does it mean to to me, to, to us as uh, human beings. So, yeah. Final stretch here, number 17. What's a dream you're chasing? Um, to be really who I am. What inspires you? Um, truth. Any advice you'd like to share? Um, I think nobody needs advice. Like that would be my answer. Like you just have to do your own research and that's your advice given to yourself. That's good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and number 20, which is, uh, uh, the self-promotional one. How can our listeners keep tabs on you? How should we follow you? Uh, how do you want us to, uh, to, to have a call to action, um, from all this? Um, I'm active on Twitter. If you search, um, I think I just used the handle Tori and, uh, my, my avatar is actually AI generated image. You will see, um, from the list of people and, um, yeah, just feel free to go to Twitter and I'm happy to talk to everyone. Well, that's great. You know, thank you so much, Tori. I mean, you know, I think when we were working together, you know, freelancing on that project, that was, you were still a student then. Um, and now, you know, it's, I can, I, I can really feel how far you've come and, you know, you've kind of ascended and it's, 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 it's magical to see it happen. So I'm so glad to uh, reconnect with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you so much. If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more Unique Ways.